Socially Good Media brings together the worlds of comedy and marketing to present The Marketing Brainstorm. Open your ears, hearts and minds as we have just 30 minutes to create a marketing mix for whatever challenge is thrown our way. In a new dynamic to the show, we're going to confine ourselves here to a maximum of 30 minutes to, to crack this one. So we have got 30 minutes to put a marketing plan together that meets the answer to this question. How do we reduce people being scammed? This is interesting, actually, because me, and I don't know about, I don't know whether you've listened to it, Jenny, yet, and I know that you've started it at least, I mean, John, episode five. Of The Missing uh, Crypto well, I'm glad Queen. that's what, you, yes, I just <laughs> committed to something without knowing for sure what you were going to say. Um, which is great, which is a really, really good podcast from BBC Sounds, and um, that's all about getting scammed, isn't it? It, well, it is, so it yeah. turns out as well. Yeah, I mean, you don't know that at first, but uh, it turns out it is. It's I haven't always, finished it. The twist, you, the twist might be that it's all no. okay and everybody gets their money back, but I'm suspecting yeah. that's not where it's going. Sounds interesting. I'm not going to divulge anything. Mm, that's, um, in, that's, in, that's intriguing. So what Ian's talking about there is the, like, the mass level um, scams that we see, which has been many and many of them over the years. I mean, the Benny Madoff Ponzi scheme mm-hmm. one, which was, I mean, he's been sent to prison for over 200 years yeah. for, for, for that one as well, because he's just defrauded so much money based on promises and the need to make money that didn't really exist. I have a question. Is this regarding, like, the internet? Because you said cryptocurrency, didn't you? So here's the premise of the, um, of the podcast, is that... Um, uh, in 2014, I believe, then Dr. Ruja uh, Ignatova, thank you, John, uh, Dr. Ruja Ignatova uh, came out setting up a new um, cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Called the OneCoin. Called the OneCoin, yes. And it was connected to One Life and One, various other things. And it was supposed to be more than just a cryptocurrency. It was a new way of doing banking and it would bring mm. banking to the unbanked. And Yeah, and I think a part of this was the anger that was directed towards the bank. Yeah. Partly to do with the global crisis, but actually to do with unnecessary charging for mobile phone cover and RAC. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and this thing grew extraordinarily so within three years they had something like 60 million people or something like that would buy uh, bought one coin and it was touching oh, wow. every single corner of the planet as mm. well uh, you know like in in the podcast and they go at one point to uh this place in uganda where they had to fly to it and they had to drive for a couple of hours and then eventually they found this tiny little town of only about 80 houses and everyone loved one coin do you know like this thing was massive and then in october 2017 dr ruja just disappeared. With all the money that they bought? The money doesn't necessarily disappear. The money has kind of all disappeared anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, no one quite knows who really owns the company, who's really behind it, who, where the money goes, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But she just disappears. Right. And, I think, and no one's seen her since. And I think this I is... say no one. Is, it about cons- is the podcast about like conspiracy? Well, yeah, and a lot of these are about conspiracies. This is the point, okay. is that... You have these um, charismatic speakers who kind of whip you up into this frenzy and build all of this trust for you, whether it's Bernie Madoff. Another one which I'd like to talk about is Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos as well. It's a similar kind of thing. They just they just say, this is revolutionary. Not everybody's mm. going to stand it. We're always going to have our haters and so on. But they build up this mass following of people who are sold a dream that's never going to happen. And it's like genuinely destroying people's lives on on mass and it's just like i just like to think there's something we can do about it i, I like love the way that jenny just whispered then you know you've got a mic in front of you <laughs> yeah i'm 
nervous without the mic. You're on the YouTube. <laughs> on the YouTube. Donald Trump might be watching. <laughs> absolutely, no, but, but you, you're absolutely right, though. It's about... Um, I think they mention it in the podcast as well. It's about it's it's sort of all these things come together to create the perfect storm of, like you say, like the time that that it happened and uh, you know the product, the place, the price, the promotion. <laughs> but it is it's all those things. It's how you sell it. It's selling that new lifestyle or that dream or that you know it becomes a cult thing, doesn't it? Well, I was to say it's it the, sounds like a cult. To yeah, me. it's the price of it because they're offering you untold riches if you get in at the mm. right time. It's the place because it's the time that it happened when everyone was paid off with the banks mm. and um, you know people were the, the austerity was hitting the world and uh, people were in need of some good news and whatnot mm. and and yeah yeah it is it is that thing it's been sold that that dream isn't it Enron I suppose not, not too much different no. no that's absolutely right so last week I attended an event in Birmingham called the National Achievers Conference and <laughs> sounds fun I, well I went out why with... were you invited <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it anyway. I'll bump, bump it. Was that mean because I'm not an achiever? Oh, I paid to be there. <laughs> wow. I wasn't on stage, but I went there out of a more morbid curiosity, really, just to understand how they do it. And just, mm. I could talk at length for this, but I can't because we've got a challenge to meet. But what I'll say is that there were 4,000 people there, and they were largely made up of people who were not achievers and therefore going to try and fill that gap in their life. And the way that they'd chosen to do that by attending this event was you would watch a very long presentation with some very blatant acts of NLP, of getting us to up on our feet and mimicking their behaviours and joining in and shout this and everybody's really going for it. And at first I thought, this is a bunch of people who are here for a bit of a laugh. Um, because they were so enthusiastic that I thought they were taking the piss, but then I realised that they weren't. And then as I got to speak with people across the course, I mean no ill of these people whatsoever, this is the audience, um, because they, they'd gone there, and when we got chatting, and they asked me what I did for a living, what they did, and when they found out I have a, a, a proper business, they were genuinely surprised. Uh, and I don't think they did, but the way that the sales technique worked was selling you this dream of, almost unlimited potential and unlimited riches but in order to do that it wasn't their hour that they spent talking on stage to do that where they'd had us up clapping and dancing mm. and things like that we would have to go on a residential training course with them which were thousands of dollars one of them was thirty thousand dollars to do this and you had to prove that you had fifty thousand pounds available in ready cash um, in order to qualify, oh, this, we don't want to talk to you unless you can do that. So well. you have to have eighty thousand pounds overall. Well, I've, well, I don't know if that was included with, within it, but but that I mean that was one of the extremes. But even the others, they were kind of the cheapest would be a thousand pounds, and generally they were about four thousand pounds. But one of the reoccurring messages was, if you haven't got this money, just get it because this is going to be life changing. It was almost you can't afford not to do it. So they were positively encouraging people to get into debt to do it. And they were definitely putting on the vulnerable. I think there were a lot of mental health problems in the room at that time as well. And when I put a video onto LinkedIn, I just I think 20 seconds or so of Grant Cardone, the end of his presentation, mm. where he's like 10x and getting everybody to do it. It was really interesting, the reaction of people in LinkedIn. By the way, it's the closest I've had to something going viral as well, which is yeah. a few-second video that put on LinkedIn. But the comments from people were 
generally anger towards the event. Mm. Please, nobody asked me, John, why were you there? <laughs> <laughs> I was, was trying to find a quick, rich... Well, I wasn't... Under, <laughs> no, I just went... It's not... I wasn't trying to uncover anything. I was just intrigued. You just said I was trying to find a quick, rich. Yeah, yeah. Did I? Can we explain <laughs> quick, that quickly? <laughs> I need to... Yeah, of course. So, me and John went to a podcast um, conference on Saturday in Manchester. It was really, really good. It was the um, Pods Up North. It was superb. Was excellent. Shout out to them. This was genuinely excellent, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it was that really done a very good job of brainwashing us. <laughs> it, was, it was really well curated. It was um, interesting. It was good fun. Uh, perhaps slightly too long by the end of the day. But it was really, really good. And all credit to the people who organised it. It was superb. Um, and while we were there... Why did he need to get a dick into the review? I think he really yeah. needed to say it. I think that's well, to be balanced. Okay. Balance, okay. Yeah. It's the opposite of whatever John went to in Birmingham. Yeah, it was the opposite of whatever John went to. Yeah. It was super. Oh, no, it was too. Um, <laughs> and while we were there, we were trying to, t- towards the end, we were trying to, um, we were trying to think of new, new podcasts and we were trying to come up with something like slightly different. And one of the ones that John came up was with was Get Rich Quick. No, it wasn't. It was Get Quick Rich. <laughs> so it's hard. It is hard. Uh, it's Get Quick Rich. And John, John do you want to explain yeah, to so, us? Yeah, so Get Quick Rich is a niche <clears throat> podcast aimed at trying to encourage people called Richard to get quicker. Whether that's through uh, running or exercise. Or as Jenny suggested, general work efficiency as well. So, yeah. I thought so, of another one as well. Um, get, get Rich. Get Quick Rich. Is just about chasing people called Richard. Oh yeah, well. I mean, that worked more so as an many. ITV style game that's show. What I was thinking, get yeah. rich, comma quick. Exclamation yeah. mark. In the no, meantime, that's, that's these scammed is. people need our help. So where were we? Yes. Um, so I was I was yeah. talking about the NAC <laughs> yeah. and earlier to so the the LinkedIn reaction of of people, and I think there was quite a lot of malice towards the people that were going like, ah, if they're going to pay all this money and get ripped off, it serves them right. And I'm like, no, it really was because they were so brainwashed. Mm. It was an incredible piece of marketing that was going on there as well. And they do this talk and people will be signing up in their droves, queuing to part with thousands of pounds of money, which many of them didn't have. So I think something needs to be done about all of these scams. I think it may be down to the three of us now to try and crack it. I've thought of an idea. Because I think what we've established is that these people are genius marketers. As Ian, Ian had pointed out, is the product, the place, the price, and the promotion. Evil geniuses. Yeah, and you've said that it's a marketing thing just then. So perhaps we make a counter-marketing conference. It's just telling everyone how plainly average they are and how they're probably not going to be very, very rich and they're just going to have to deal with it and live a happy life. And we just do a really big cult thing around being painfully average. And I think there's there's precious few, because whenever you go to these things as well, they will always reference various things like, you know, Bitcoin when it first started up or something like that, where some people got phenomenally rich from it. Or like, um, I don't know, the 2008 financial crisis where a few people got phenomenally rich from mm-hmm. it for betting against the banks and whatnot. Um, and But I think you can always, you could counter that with so many examples of where people haven't got phenomenally rich exactly. when they've been told they would be. You'd, be. you'd be able to find absolutely tens of thousands for it. There's a great bit in the book um, uh, on the, and the film, actually, The Big Short, mm-hmm. the Michael Lewis book and the film as well that's got various people in, um, where <clears throat> the, one of the guys who's always... Uh, who gets very rich by betting against the banks and he's trying to persuade everyone this is going to go wrong, this is going to go wrong, trying to warn people and no one believes him. And when it's talking about him and his background, then it talks about the fact that he's always someone who, whenever he talks to anyone, he realises that, you know, some people have got some great offers 
and some people can really help you and it's good to do business mm-hmm. with people and things like that. But his first question, whenever anyone's talking to him, all that's going through his mind is, how are they trying to fuck me? Because everyone is trying to fuck you. Now, it may well be that they're trying to do it in a nice way or in a, in a way that will benefit you both or something like that. There's no, no issue with anyone getting rich. Mutual or, fucking. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no, there's no problem with anyone getting rich or doing very well off a good product or anything like that. But that's his first question is always, how are they trying to fuck me? Because there's no such thing as a get-rich-quick scheme. But also in the same in the same way um, that from the perspective of because some of these people like there are the kind of element of people getting very rich and they're very aware that they are scamming people um, but there's also the types of people who might run these conferences that's genuinely worked for them and they just don't see that they are one of those people who benefited from whatever they did or whatever they're trying to show people for example like Jim Carrey and his whole writing himself a cheque for a million pounds everybody wrote themselves a cheque for a million pounds in a year is everybody going to have a million pounds that they can actually bank no it's just Jim Carrey had this opportunity and he's a talented actor and comedian and was already already on that track but he will tell everybody that if you truly believe it and you if you manifest what you want and what you believe in you're going to get it but Jim Carrey's not charging a thousand pounds for that advice no but there are people who will say um like that's what I'm saying there's the innocence of it where then Someone might turn around and actually sell a book. For example, rich, rich, famous people might sell a book about how they became famous, which off the back of that is of interest to people. And some people will use that as a way to get people to spend money on finding out what, how to get rich and how to be famous. But as an additional point, there's a lot of pop stars out there that I remember growing up with um, and rock stars who basically sit or actors will say, well, if you just, if it, like, it happens to anybody, if you think you're that little kid that wants to be a star, that happened to me and it can happen to you too. And we all get told that we're temporarily unfamous or temporarily poor and we're actually all rich, famous people. We just haven't got there yet. And that's kind of seems to be the attitude that people have, which probably feeds this. All, all these things, whenever you see the people who are, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Yeah. Almost, you know, the, these people who sort of say, like, oh, like, I got really rich by, by doing these things. No, you got really rich by asking people for money and mm-hmm. people gave you money. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the only thing it is. It's a little bit like, it's really quick, like, I once went to see a, um, a, a version of Joseph in his amazing technical dream show mm-hmm. at the Honey Theatre. It was very good. Mm-hmm. And, and in the programme, it said, you know, we've had a standing ovation every single place we've gone. So I was thinking, ah, oh, this must be great, you know, and yeah, there we go. And we went along, so it was very good, but it wasn't standing ovation good, but yeah, no, it was good fun. Uh, at the end, then they said, do you want us to do one more? And obviously all the kids go, yeah, well, we're not going to do one more unless you all stand up and clap. And everyone stood up and clapped. And so it's like, well, yeah, you're going to if you get it. And it's a little bit like, you know, I got really rich off this product. How did you get really rich off this product? By asking people to give me money for this product. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically all they're yeah. doing. Mm. Yeah. And that you talk about self-fulfilling prophecies, and I mm. think that's an argument for these things because... Not everybody who stands up and says, I went on this and they changed mm. my life. I saw lots of people get up on that stage and say that. They showed lots of videos of saying, this genuinely changed my life. I, I don't think they're all liars. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of those situations, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you say, they, they may have done that anyway. But if, if that's the thing that then led to that success, that's, that's value and that is genuine. And that's the scary thing about it. And that's why I found it a little bit confusing. However, just to draw the distinction between paying a lot of money to go on a training course and buying a book is mm. you ain't going to get yourself in, yeah. in in horrific debt by buying a book for £20. But if you're taking that time off work and go onto this mega life-changing course, if it doesn't change your life, you could end up in a bit of a problem. I mean, they're not lying when they say it changes your life. 
as long as they yeah yeah define how. Was it was it was it the people who were offering the course were doing the talks, or was it more of a multi-level marketing type thing? Both. So there was one guy who would be promoting the Tony Robbins, yeah. um, what they call it, the six, six well, whatever it is, the success yeah. something or other, yeah. um, and then a lot of them were in person. It was it was their way of doing right. it as well, and there was crypto in there as well with this. Just, you, just irrational. People, com- it's, it's pyramid selling, isn't it? The people mm. at the top of the pyramid are going to earn money. The people who are only three or four rungs down mm. are not going to earn a lot of money. And I think one of the problems so, is that people are brainwashed and therefore will deny that this is going on and we get called haters by trying to raise issues around this, which is why trying to prevent people from being scammed is so difficult. I think um, the one, uh, like probably a really good example of how we could probably think of an idea off the back of this. Have you seen, I can't remember which Darren Brown show it is where he flips the coins, he flips a coin once and he says, um, like, what are the chances of me flipping a coin like 12 times and getting a heads every time and he does it on camera but then at the end of the show he shows that he spent basically an entire day flipping a coin and they've just until he got 12 heads in a row um, and it's the beginning of the show when you think oh my god he got 12 heads in a row That's my. I was like 50 heads in a row it was something like an unbelievable amount of heads that he'd flipped and when you watch that one clip of him doing this with no cuts it's like holy shit that's amazing but then at the end of the show when he shows how much effort and time that he put into it and also that he filled more times than he won you get it into perspective that you could also do that too or maybe so there's an element of potentially exposing not exposing but that kind of in a non-jerky way showing that not everybody wins is actually a really positive thing to allow you to get perspective and perhaps even help yourself and have a different a better perspective on life where you actually might become successful on your own by seeing that exposed almost mm. showing the wizard behind the curtain well mm. yeah and i was just thinking that would might be a really nice a better way instead of being haters it's actually showing well actually no, that, that person did flip that coin 50 times however look at all these people who didn't yeah. and didn't succeed but i think that's one of the devices i started speaking then raised my hand afterwards <laughs> you can um, talk thank you uh, one of the devices that they use is the um the they'll say things like not everybody here is going to is actually going to achieve from this are you one of the few and you sit there and you go yeah 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 you don't sit there and go well probably one of the majority well, everyone I? else everyone else said yeah, yeah, yeah. so i should there's, say no there's something special about me because we all think that sometimes yeah, yeah, as well yeah. um in terms of what's being done about this i mentioned my linkedin post and i was contacted by a guy called mike winnett and he has a winnett. he calls himself the um the unmotivational speaker Mm. and he has devoted his time to trying to uncover this so he was at the conference as well and filming and so on now I don't know so much about the guy but having read his LinkedIn bio and his video he says that he made 11 million pounds by selling his business but he just wants everybody to understand how hard that was and it's not like it's something that he was done really quickly and that's what he's looking to so there are people trying to to do it and in Crypto Queen uh, you hear about You've got people who, who go out of the way to try and warn others, and they get the, the guy gets sworn at a real lot, don't they? But they, they persevere with trying to, again, not, it's not much of a spoiler, but there are those who kind of trying to expose it as, as well. It's just very different, difficult for them to do so because, A, you've been told that people are haters and that the banks are against you and the government's trying to control you and so on. Be, you don't want the bad news. We yes, don't like bad it's, news. It's boring, isn't it? Because you've got people like Michael Lewis, a um, money saving expert. Mm. Um, who sort of you know tries to debunk mm. these sort of things yeah, and yeah. help with various other things as well? But you know one of the things you'll do is talk about scams and how you know it's great and everything. It's it's 
which is I really like that sort of thing, but it's boring. It's not as interesting as you could win a lottery today mm-hmm. or you could become like the one kind thing, you know. Some of the people they spoke to on the Missing Crypto Queen, had they have sold their one coin or the one coin that they had mm-hmm. for the price that one coin told them it was worth, mm-hmm. they would have been been immediately overnight the richest person in the world. Mm-hmm. But there'd be three or four of them that the richest person in the world. So that's not there's not enough money in the world, I'm mm-hmm. afraid. I think interestingly <clears throat> though, I know I whispered Donald Trump, but what you just said about selling something that's more exciting and what you're saying about um it's kind of that's exactly how people like Donald Trump can win and become powerful people is by almost the by saying all the media lies about me and locking himself in a room as a narcissistic like paranoid person um will just ignore all the haters call them haters which he has multiple times is called critics haters and not taken any criticism lied openly and um, but everyone will listen to him because he has that exciting sort of solution and he's got this idea of like rock star america and like action film America and he's promised all this really exciting stuff which isn't necessarily all racists that support him it's just people who were sick of the mundane sick of the politicians and they wanted someone who was exciting and I think that's how he probably got away with actually getting as far as he has is by being more exciting and actually saying don't listen to the haters because I'm the one that's going to sell you this. So we should sell reality in a sexy way so let's let's make a conference and it's just called the national moderate achievers conference and we get up on stage and we say stuff like do you want to work 50 hours a week and maybe get a holiday and live in a if you're lucky a semi-detached house with a 10 year old car this is the career for you. It's called Ooh. normality and realism. <laughs> I think that's yeah. <laughs> the resonance higher. Have you seen that partner that's a bit out of your league? You're never going to get there. But if you <laughs> keep going, you might just find yourself batting slightly. You're probably a five. Don't aim above a seven. Woo! <laughs> I think, um, interestingly... That's how I live my life, by the way. <laughs> weirdly same, but yeah. Um, that there's an entire internet culture around accepting who you are. It's an Instagram thing. There are um, entrepreneurs who are <clears throat> mapping out their sort of track of where they've been and where they're going with these small businesses like there's an entire community of mums who earn like jewelry making businesses or and they have kids at the same time and what they do is they basically talk about how difficult it is every single day to do it and then they celebrate the little wins that they have. Um, there's an amazing lady called Cult of Youth who is a jewelry maker who I absolutely adore. Sounds like a cult to me. <laughs> but she she makes these fun, this fantastic jewelry, hand makes it. But she's also a single mum with the I think he's like a six year old lad. Um, and she explains constantly how she puts him to bed, and then once her mum duties are done, she then works till five a.m. to make her jewelry. Then she gets up, takes him to school, and then has a nap or whatever. And but she constantly sit, like shows people her life of how difficult it is to raise a child, run a household and run this business. But now she's managing to open up her own jewellery shop in an actual physical premises in London somewhere. She's been on multiple panels, like she's becoming more successful, but it's been like literally, I can't even tell how many years it's been that I've followed her. But it's almost this, you're seeing the amazing thing, but she's also showing how absolutely difficult it is actually for her to have got to where she is. And even then she's not at the end of that success. Obviously she's not like a millionaire, but yeah. And there's, there's all these, um, pro- excuse me, <laughs> there's all these profiles out there. Did you <laughs> did just burp? I did burp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm drinking a fizzy energy drink. 
Um, but yeah, there's all these profiles out there and there's entire culture around celebrating um, people for, for lives being difficult and you kind of have the little wins and the fails, but you all help each other. Speaking of little wins and fails, like mm. that, he's been right on us today, hasn't he? I mean, we're on YouTube. You, he exposed your burp, <laughs> my my whom or lack thereof, as well. Sorry, yeah, we're just not all on our A game today. Like well, we, we can't be your high new, level of achiever. New format, new me. We're getting there, but we, yeah, we've we've only got a few minutes left for us to crack this challenge. Okay, <laughs> while I've got the the mic, can you talk about the media and where we would go? for places that we can trust. The problem we have is using Google all of the time is that that can be manipulated. So if you type something, is it a scam and so mm-hmm. on, they know that that's what people are searching for so they can back that information up. And Ooh, can I back you up by saying if you search any kind of political party right now on Google, Brexit party will come up as the first advert on Google, just so you know. So yeah, they're doing that. So they're basically, if you're asking any questions about parties, they'll be like, well, before you look at that, Brexit party. It's the same, just to back up what you're doing. (laughs) Let's stay politically neutral. Bollocks! (laughs) But uh, anyway, what was I saying? So so for me, um, see, I'd like to think I can trust the BBC. And actually, they've got a sub-brand of stuff that's on there. You pulled the face, but I'd like to think that I can trust it. So Mm. I trust... The, uh, the missing crypto queen, even though they've said, oh, it's just BBC propaganda, the BBC are controlled by the government and so on. And I like to think I can trust the BBC, but then I think of Jimmy Savile. And I think there's many reasons that you can't trust even an organisation like that. Interestingly, you've actually said trust the BBC, and it's this week where the BBC has been caught editing footage of the Tory party conference, like where they've been speaking to make them look better and to edit out the crowds laughing at Boris Johnson and stuff like that. Oh, was that the BBC that did yeah, that? Yeah, I heard of that. Right, okay. <laughs> See, I've got nothing left now. Just don't have anything. Just don't trust. Just I just trust everything. the marketing brainstorm. Rush, rush Question everything. For, Research everything. And maybe that's it. Like you just said, it's that uh, you were saying earlier on, Ian. I think it was about, like, and it's just about almost like calling bullshit. It's that uh, how it, before you do anything, just think how are you trying to fuck me? Yeah, yeah. It is that. exactly. So in any retail transaction, is that our product? Be, go to Boots to nine. get my my face white. <laughs> so, like is that our product then for our marketing mix? Our product is. Question everything. A question. The question is, how is this? How are you trying to fuck me? That's our product. The question is our product. But that's someone else owns yeah. that. We need to patent that, pro- that yeah. question. Yeah, but there's, we there's need someone... to put some parameters around it. So, like, when my kids come in and say, "Dad, can I have a drink, please?" and I'll just be like, "How are you trying to fuck me?" I mean, it, it's just I'm trying know. to steal all your drink off you. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, because they want something. If actually, if my kid came in and offered me something, that, yeah. that is when I would be suspicious. <laughs> What is the scam? Could I buy a drink coffee, please, Dad? That would be all right. Yeah. You should start making your kids buy drinks off you, otherwise they don't drink. But they're going to get the money off me. Isn't that John being the dickhead? Yeah, yeah. Go with me on this, John. This is going to be hilarious next week when we come back to find that John's kids are emancipated. Yeah, how is it? Well, that might save me a few, Bob. (laughs) I'm living the dream (laughs) on my own. (laughs) But I think that mantra of actually just trying to question things, because we used to have all of the telephone scams that went on, and you would prey on the vulnerable, which would be people with a learning disability or who are elderly or didn't quite understand <laughs> they're two different things <laughs> age the ultimate learning disability <laughs> but they would be preyed upon and they would be scammed into giving out card details and well, stuff my, like my that. grandma's got scammed out I think it was £4,000 oh, from, no. from a person yeah. calling them yeah so no it's just it happens well, your grandma should have gone 
How are you trying to fuck <laughs> exactly. me? Exactly. But know, maybe if she had known, but she was in a vulnerable, she probably does, but in a more vulnerable position where she was, she actually just trusted the person on the phone because they claimed to be holding my granddad's money in a bank account. Oh. So but, yeah. this is the thing as well, because I was trying to think sort of, you know, for the product and like, who do you target? You know, it's so difficult because you've got things like, you know, you could try and target the kind of people that you are conference. So mm. you think like, right, we're going to put on a that style By the way, conference. It's not my conference. No, but the conference that you went to. So yeah, <laughs> but and, you know, you sort of think Mine's gonna, about mediocrity. Remember, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to target people who go to those sort of conferences and get them there, and you know, put on a similar sort of event where where we're sort of trying to teach them an alternative way to do well and make money in genuine business sort of, um, you know, training and things like that. There's a but then you're not targeting things like Jenny's grandma. But I don't or, think you know you've got so many different segments. Yes, my my grandma's <clears> not <throat> this. Oh, sorry, I'm just dropping dog hairs all over the desk today as well. <laughs> my grandma's not the kind of person <laughs> to get scammed. I did a drop. Put dog the dog down. You say it, <laughs> your grandma's not the kind of person to get scammed. Yeah, she's the only person that <laughs> any of us personally know. No, for two this, minutes left. So she's she's not the kind of person who's gonna be. Re- she's not. Well, this isn't this this question that we're posing about these big conferences and these big get rich. This isn't what my grandma's it's just about she she just simply wanted to well if it is just about scamming then but How do we, we need to narrow but we need to narrow the audience left and we're just reading the question but we need to narrow the audience down and i think the audience should be that we put on that the people who do who are sort of potentially there could be mental health issues there where it goes to the conferences that they have low self-esteem they're getting old maybe they're having a midlife crisis maybe they've got loads of money and they just want to spend it all whatever it is that the reason why they go to that conference we we get them to go to this conference and we market it and our conference we have we add we market our conference as how to get rich quick and then the actual conference is that you we have to work scam really people into coming no yeah you do because there <laughs> we've already I'm established with where you're going with this this is absolute genius we've established that they're already easy victims what we do is we get them to come to the conference and what we tell them is they just have to work really hard and invest their money into like sensible ways to and then absolutely rinse them for the merch. They'd be, they, they would be gutted. That's not what they're No, we're not going to meet. We want to like, ha. What we do is we say, here's a conference on <laughs> we're not how to make them. your business successful. And you just literally teach them how to make your business a reasonable well, success by abiding that, by how okay, you how do, do it. Price, it do how do we price that. it? Yeah. There so are things that do that, but obviously they're not aiming it at the victims of these scams. <laughs> you don't, we you can don't tell them it's 200, then just add a zero on when we get into the office. You don't charge them anything. Huh? Nope. Okay, How so are we paying for the largest exhibition centre in the world? <laughs> so we have 15 well, seconds we remaining. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to pick the um, different segments and we're going to expose the truth and, and actually just encourage people to question things. And it's not yeah. not to say, oh, don't do it, you're being scammed, because they're not going to want to hear that. Just encourage people to question it. And mm. if that question is, how am I being fucked? It's the how am I being me. fucked tour. How is someone being, how is someone going to use you? Okay, so that's, um, that's our 30 minutes up. We've cracked it, so um, that's it. There'll be no more people being scammed, I don't think. Which you're I, welcome, everyone. You're welcome, everyone. You're and, all victims. And we, well, they're not. They're not because not they're about. Not if you if you listening to this and you're feeling a bit blue, bluke, bleak, here comes some good news because the marketing brainstorm. We have got a special offer on for this for this show. So if you want to learn how to be such a professional presenter as we three. You can come along to John, Jenny and Ian's masterclass of podcast glory. Only, was it £2,000? Only £2,000 
further two day crash course with us in our studio. We'll even show you how to work the YouTube. Yeah. If it's worked. It's going to be in the conference centre at the Brooklyn Bed and Breakfast off Adlerby Road. (laughs) Reach for the stars. Thank you for listening to The Marketing Brainstorm. Your presenters have been John Gilbert and Jenny Harrison from the award-winning social marketing agency Eskimo Soup, along with Ian Thompson from the immensely talented Storyboard Media. Our editor is Mary Close, and this is a socially good media production. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it.